Today, we'll be covering new things that enter the parks in 2023 and things to come in 2024. Hello and welcome to the Let's Go to Disney podcast. I'm your host, Oliver. Today is Sunday, January 21st, and you're listening to episode 19. What's new at Disney in 2023 and 2024? Before we get into today's main topic, here's what's going on in the parks right now. Disney Parks blog released more details about this year's Flower and Garden Festival. We knew the festival would start on February 28th, and they've now announced it would run until May 27th, which is much shorter than recent years. I'm curious to know how much of a gap there will be between Flower and Garden and Food and Wine this year. New topiaries will grace this year's festival, group from Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as characters from the new movie Asha. Miguel and Dante will also figure prominently in the Mexico Pavilion. Garden Rock's concert series is returning with new and returning performances. Check the Disney website to see who will be performing during your visit. There will be dining packages available for these, and reservations for those will open on February 6th. Disney has said that the foodie guide for the festival will be released at a later date, but hinted that many favorites will be returning. Spike's Pollination Exploration will be returning as well as the World Showcase Egg Extravaganza Hunt. Both maps will be available for purchase and you can redeem them for a prize when you're done. The brand new Fort Wilderness cabins that are being converted into DVC villas are set to open on July 1st, 2024. Not all cabins will be ready by then, they will open in waves. DVC sales will begin in February with priority going to current DVC members and sales opening to the general public later in the month. New reservations will start in March. I'll touch more on this later on in this episode. Big River Grill and Brewing Works at Disney's Boardwalk will be closing permanently January 22nd. I can only assume that something will replace it, but Disney has not announced anything as of yet. I'll keep my ear to the ground for news on that front. Having said that, let's get into today's main topic. In today's show, I'll be going over what 2023 brought to the parks and things to come in 2024. The reality is, things change often in the parks. Disney is always working on something and depending on how often you go, things can be quite different from trip to trip. So it's good to know what happened in the parks recently and what's going to happen in the near future so that you're prepared to get the most out of your trip and you're aware of the newest and greatest changes so you won't have to worry about missing out while you're there. We go to the parks often, and inevitably, there is something new to experience every time, or a change in Genie Plus or Lightning Lanes and virtual queues, a new restaurant opens, a new show starts up, a refresh of a resort, there's literally always something going on on Disney property. If you're planning your very first trip, or your first trip in a while, or even if you go frequently, it's good to be in the know of what's going on in the parks. If you've never been to Disney or it's been a long time, for example, pre-pandemic, the parks have changed in major ways since reopening, so the learning curve can be steep. The ethos of this podcast is quite literally to arm you with the knowledge to tackle your Disney vacation so that you can get the most out of your trip and can be happy with the result when you come home. And if you're like us, once you've gone, you'll want to keep going back again and again. With that said, here's a recap of what happened in the parks in 2023. A lot of new and exciting things happened in 2023 and some long-awaited projects finally came to fruition. Exciting changes were also announced for the future with Disney announcing that they will be pouring billions back into the domestic parks and beyond over the next decade. Back in March of 2023, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue finally opened in Toy Story Land. This highly anticipated restaurant is a table service location with a family-style menu. The restaurant is themed to Andy's room and it is such a fun and colorful atmosphere inside. When Andy comes around, everyone is told to freeze, including the wait staff. It's a really fun place to have a meal, especially if you have Toy Story fans in your party. The menu is barbecue and features sides and a meat platter with a fun array of desserts which includes forky cupcakes. There's also plant-based options available upon request. There were changes to both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot nighttime spectaculars. At Epcot, Harmonious had been the nighttime fireworks show which featured water elements from the large barges in the World Showcase Lagoon. The opinions were split on this show and initially got a lukewarm reception due in part to the barges that were eyesores during the daytime, but the show itself was phenomenal and people warmed up to it as time went on. We definitely enjoyed it. It closed in April of 2023 and the barges were taken down. Disney announced that Epcot 
Epcot Forever would be returning pending the arrival of a brand new nighttime spectacular, Luminous, The Story of Us, which made its debut on December 5th and replaces the interim Epcot Forever. Reception for the new Luminous show has been great and I can't wait to see it in person. Over at Magic Kingdom, the beloved Happily Ever After show had previously run before the pandemic closures all the way through to September of 2021. It was replaced by Disney Enchantment, which remained for the duration of the 18th month 50th anniversary celebration. Also in April of 2023, Disney Enchantment had its last show and Happily Ever After made its return to the pleasure of many Disney fans who absolutely loved this show. I really like both shows, to be honest. While I love a classic, I certainly enjoy experiencing different things while in the parks. Also in April of 2023, Tron Lightcycle Run, the highly anticipated thrill coaster located in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom, finally opened. It was a multi-year project that was heavily delayed during the pandemic closures. It is very similar to the attraction found in Shanghai Disney. You board what essentially looks like a motorcycle and pull the handle towards yourself, which locks in the back plate and the pegs behind your calves. Larger guests sometimes cannot fit in this ride vehicle, but to avoid that surprise, they have test vehicles before you enter the queue for the attraction, so you can gauge if you'll be able to make it work before you reach the end of the queue. They do have standard ride vehicles at the back of certain trains, so there's always a way to ride regardless of your stature or mobility concerns. It's a very quick ride, right around a minute, but it's certainly thrilling. We enjoyed it and my son is a huge fan. He was just tall enough to ride on our most recent trip, so he was super excited about that. My daughter was not, so we had to work around that. The height requirement is 48 inches, so something to keep in mind there depending on who is in your party. A few new meet and greets made their way onto the scenes as well. Back in April, Moana arrived for a meet and greet over an Animal Kingdom on Discovery Island. Given the popularity of the movie and the anticipation at that time of Moana's Journey of Water, this meet and greet was a huge hit with fans. She made quite a splash when the meet and greet first opened, and depending on how busy the parks are, the line can still get quite long. Times on when she is at Discovery Island can be found on the My Disney Experience app. Back in September, Figment returned for a meet and greet over at the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot. Fans are split on Figment. Some people love him, others find him weird and creepy. There's definitely a nostalgia factor for guests who have been visiting Epcot since the 80s. Having said that, the meet and greet is very popular, so Disney clearly struck a chord there. They also released an annual passholder Figment magnet last year, which was hugely popular. Mirabelle's meet and greet also arrived in Magic Kingdom back in September. She took up the fairy tale garden space where Merida used to meet. Again, Encanto has been a pretty popular movie. My daughter is certainly a huge fan, and the meet and greet has garnered a lot of attention, so fans are loving it. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, finally opened in World Nature over in Epcot back on October 16th of 2023. This is part of the massive reimagining effort that is still to this day going on at Epcot. Some of the walls came down when this attraction opened, which was a much welcome sight. This attraction is a walkthrough and features a massive Tefiti topiary, and the attraction shows a journey of water with interactive elements split in a wet or dry path. The attraction is visually beautiful. Some fans were disappointed in the finished product, but I think it's right on brand for Epcot, blending the lines between education and entertainment. And adding the Disney IP, I think it's a win for Disney. We certainly enjoyed it. And December 5th was a big day for Epcot. World Celebration Gardens finally opened, which means more walls came down at Epcot. This includes Dreamer's Point, which features a statue of Walt Disney. The area has a central hub and is divided in several different garden areas. There's plenty of seating and places to recharge and charge your devices as well. There's an Epcot logo on the ground with light up elements in the ground, which looks phenomenal when the sun goes down. These areas will be decorated and reflect the different festivals throughout the year. The Hatbox Ghost made its way into the Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square over at Magic Kingdom on November 30th. We were there the first day and we were able to see the new resident. He's to the left of the endless hallway and it's a fun refresh for a classic attraction. Some Disney fans were upset that he was added, stating that one, he would be the 1000th haunt, and two, he appears before Madame Leota summons the ghost. Listen, I get it. 
It might not 100% work with the story, but for the vast majority of guests, it's a fun new addition and a fairly painless way to refresh a classic attraction. I loved it. In terms of announcements for the future of the parks, we learned a few things in 2023. Test Track will be reimagined. Disney shared concept art that looks really interesting and will maybe employ a trackless ride system. Very little else was shared with no project date or end date for the project, so I'm curious to hear more on that front. Disney announced a new Pirates of the Caribbean-themed tavern will arrive in Magic Kingdom. Disney elaborated that it will extend the story of the Pirates of the Caribbean in the park. Again, very little details were offered in terms of timeline. The concept art shared looks promising and exciting, though. Speculation has started about where this could be located, with the most likely location being replacing Tortuga Tavern, which currently sits right across from the attraction. Disney also announced that a new Zootopia show would be in the Tree of Life Theater at the base of the tree. It's currently home to It's Tough to Be a Bug, and while Disney didn't explicitly say it would replace the existing attraction, no other explanation makes sense, so it's a safe conclusion. They announced it would take guests through a journey of the different biomes as seen in the movie and feature the characters you know and love like Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. Again, no start or end date for this project. On the Blue Sky front, Disney shared some interesting concepts. For those of you who don't know, Blue Sky is Disney talk for projects that are being conceptualized but have not been confirmed to be implemented into the parks. Some of the ideas shared include a possible Encanto or Coco area added to Magic Kingdom, an area beyond Big Thunder Mountain Railroad that could include elements of Encanto Coco or perhaps a villain area, a complete rethemed of Dinoland USA at Animal Kingdom into a tropical Americas themed with IP like Indiana Jones, Encanto, and perhaps even Zootopia. It's impossible to know if or when these projects will materialize or when we can expect more news, so we'll just have to wait and see. I know many fans were mortified at the idea of Dinoland USA being rethemed, but I think that would be great for Animal Kingdom. I find that area definitely to be a little tired. Don't come at me if you love it, it's inevitable. The only constant into Disney parks is change. And inevitably, what happens each time is resistance to change makes way for the love of the new areas and attractions. With that said, 2023 was a big year with big projects coming to a close like Tron Moana's Journey of Water, World Celebration Gardens, and exciting announcements for the future. If you did not visit the parks in 2023 or ever, you've certainly got a lot of new things to experience. Now, here are a few things that are confirmed to be happening in the parks this year in 2024. Now, keep in mind that Disney has been known to have floating opening dates. So when they say things like Tiana's Bayou Adventure will open in late 2024, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this will open in early 2025. Something to keep in mind if you're planning a trip around a certain time in the hopes of experiencing something that's very new. So let's kick things off with January 9th. I've said this on the podcast before, but three very significant changes took effect on January 9th, 2024. One, park pass reservations are no longer required for date-based tickets, meaning if you buy a four-day park ticket, you no longer have to make park pass reservations to enter the parks. You can visit whatever park you want, on whatever day you choose. Guests with non-date-based tickets like annual pass holders are still required to make park pass reservations. However, Disney has announced there will be good-to-go dates when even guests with non-date-based tickets will not require park pass reservations. Two, the return of the Disney dining plan. This has not returned since the pandemic closures, so for guests who want to prepay for their meals, this is a welcome sight. If you have a Disney resort package booked after January 9th, you can add the Disney dining plan or the quick service plan to your package. This essentially works like a credit system where you have a credit for two quick service meals for the quick service or one table service and one quick service meal for the standard dining plan. Both include a daily snack credit and a resort refillable mug. Prices are per night, per guest, and must be applied to everyone on your reservation. You do have to crunch the numbers to see if this is worth it for you. And three, all day park hopping is back. Since this return, you could only park hop after 2 p.m. with park hopper tickets or annual pass. 
As of January 9th, you can hop any time of day. Note, Disney buses from park to park don't start until 10 a.m. If you're connected by Skyliner or Monorail, you can hop anytime. If you're not connected by Skyliner or Monorail from Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom, for example, and you want to hop before 10 a.m., you'd have to find another way there, like Uber or driving. These changes are all good. Between not having to make park pass reservations for most guests and being able to park hop anytime, you're getting back a lot of potential spontaneity to your day. Over at Epcot, World Celebration should be completed in 2024. World Nature and parts of World Celebration open in 2023. Think Moana, Dreamers Point, and the Gardens. Communicore Hall, Communicore Plaza, and the new Mickey and Friends meet and greet area are set to open in 2024. These areas will be home to festival activities along with shows and concerts. These will bring down the last of the walls that have been up for so long at Epcot. I can barely remember what it looked like before all this construction started. The project is almost older than my daughter, and I can't wait to see the final product. Star Tours is getting brand new adventures added to its rotations of different experiences. These new sequences will feature newer characters and worlds from the franchise like Ahsoka. I've said this before, but Star Tours doesn't get enough love. I really enjoy this attraction and I'm looking forward to this refresh. It'll be good to see some new scenes. This is set to open in the spring of 2024. Disney very recently announced that the Voyage of the Little Mermaid will not reopen. It's been closed since the pandemic closures and the space had not been in use since. However, there will be a brand new show named The Little Mermaid, a musical adventure that will make its home in the space. Work has already started and concept art shared looks phenomenal. There will be brand new show elements, designs and modern effects. This will feature beloved songs from the movie like Poor Unfortunate Souls and Part of Your World. It is set to open later this fall. I'm very excited to experience that. And Splash Mountain had its last ride through very early on in 2023 and it has been closed ever since on both coasts. It's being reimagined as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. It will still feature the same ride system, but with completely new scenes and animatronics themed to Princess and the Frog. It is set to open late 2024. Progress is being made and Disney has been sharing snippets of news and progress as the project advances. I expect this could be a virtual queue and maybe even an individual lightning lane when it reopens, but it has not been announced, so we'll have to wait and see. On the DVC side of things, a brand new DVC tower is being built at the Polynesian Village Resort. This project can be very clearly seen from the Seven Seas Lagoon. The concept art looks beautiful and it will bring much needed room categories other than standard villas to the current DVC buildings. It is set to open later this year with no specific date shared yet. The cabins at Fort Wilderness are being renovated and converted to DVC as we speak. This will take them from the moderate category and have them feature the same perks as the other DVC properties, which have the same perks as deluxe resorts. The first cabins will open on July 1st, 2024, and sales for the new cabins will open to current DVC owners on February 1st and new sales on February 27th. Bookings will start first for current DVC members on February 15th and March 12th for new members buying in. And finally, April 23rd, all DVC members will be able to book. You won't have to be a DVC member to stay here, but bookings will be hard to come by until the novelty wears off. Over at Magic Kingdom, Country Bear Jamboree just closed for refurbishment. It's receiving a needed refresh with new music inspired by different types of country music and will feature songs you know and love. It's set to open later this summer. Over in Disneyland on the West Coast, there are a few exciting changes coming in 2024 as well. Pixar Place Hotel will officially open on January 30th, just a few short days away. It was completely reimagined from Paradise Pier Hotel. The room photos look great and I can't wait to see the finished product. Haunted Mansion is getting a new and expanded queue, along with a new gift shop. I'm getting Memento Mori vibes, like the gift shop near Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom in Orlando. I'm excited to experience that. It should be completed this fall. Tiana's Bayou Adventure is getting the same treatment and should open along similar timelines in late 2024. 
On that note, we are currently planning a trip to Disneyland for late summer, early fall this year. I just spoke with Disney on the phone yesterday to confirm that all rooms that you'll stay in beyond January 30th at Pixar Place will be the new rooms. We're debating between Pixar Place or Disneyland Hotel. We may do a split say. We haven't decided 100% yet, but we're in full swing of planning that trip. As you can see, there's a lot going on in the parks at any given time. This barely scratches the surface because aside from these big projects, there's also festivals, special events, parties, new food and snacks, new merchandise, and limited edition items. It's a lot. I want to make sure you guys are aware of the newest and greatest things in the park so that you don't miss anything during your trip. With that said, thank you so much for joining us today to talk Disney. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. We would also love it if you could take a moment to rate and review the show. This helps us reach more listeners and we love the feedback. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for much more magical content. The link tree and the show notes will take you to all our socials. Have a great day and we'll see you real soon. 